Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Jesse Duplantis. And I'm Kathy Duplantis. And we got another great boardroom chat for you That's today. Right. I, we sure enjoy these things, don't we? You know, I just feel privileged to be able to study the Bible with you. Oh, praise the Lord. I, I well, know we you just, feel the same way. That's yes. what you're supposed oh, yes, to say. Yes, yes. I feel exactly the same way. <laughs> you know, and because, you know, it's really more and than... And with you. Everyone's yeah. watching. It, it, it studied to show thyself approved unto God. A workman that needeth not be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word, word of, truth, of truth. Which means if you don't study, it's possibly you can wrong. Only divide the word of truth. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to tell you something. I was thinking about today. What do we talk about at the boardroom chat? And, you know, people say, this, this doesn't seem like nothing ever bothered Brother Jesse. We were preaching a meeting a while ago. I mean, uh, uh, not too, a couple, three or four weeks ago, doing the meeting, and somebody just passed out in the meeting, just hit the floor. And I, well, not hit the floor, but just passed out. Somebody just grabbed him. I went over, I prayed, and, and I told everybody after I finished doing that, and everybody look at me. We came with this is taken care of. And I had people saying, my God, man, nothing shakes him. <laughs> and, you know, I said, that person going to be all right. There ain't no problem. Yeah. Ain't nothing about that. Why? Because we know in whom we have believed and we're persuaded. That's right. That he is able to keep what we commit to him. And I committed that lady's health, that lady's life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I went about finishing my business, you yeah. see. Not trying to be arrogant about that, but let me show you why I do that. And how can I do that? If you got a Bible or an iPad, whatever you use for scripture, go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. In fact, this is a long chapter. Mm -hmm. It's got, I think, 58 verses in it. I want to start with verse 57. Okay. This is Paul. Now, he wrote this 2,000 years ago. Yeah. So it's even stronger today. It says that, but verse 57, But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So we've already won the war. Mm-hmm. All we got to do is receive the prize because God has given us the victory. And what is that victory? This is the victory that overcometh the world. Even, we'll deal with that a little later. Okay, even, even our, our faith. faith. That's right. Now, how can you be so strong when something goes bananas, when something goes crazy? You know, uh, you know, when hurricanes show up or, uh, I don't know, whatever you call it, tsunamis or earthquakes and things. I don't deny all that by no means. But let me show you the next verse is what I do every day of my life. Therefore, and I've always said anytime there's a therefore, I find out what it's there for. Right. I heard Brother Kendall Hagen singing yeah, say a, that. It's good. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast. Mm -hmm. So first thing I do is to be steadfast. That doesn't mean trouble don't come. I mean, we, did, we were doing a visionary conference a couple, three weeks ago, whatever. And to make a long story short, we need those big projectors on the wall because we have a lot of people there. And then one of them goes out of all times, you know. Mm -hmm. It's like your air condition goes out when people decide to spend the night at your house. Uh -huh. But you know what? We just did, we did what we had to do. We stayed t steadfast and got the thing fixed. So actually we had to rent one to get it done. Right. And it was more expensive, but who cares? It was very expensive and it wasn't the quality we're used to. In fact, we had to tone down one mm -hmm. of the, the, other, the, the screen that was working properly right. down so that they would look the same. But it wasn't the excellence that we liked. Right. But we, at least people had the scriptures on right. the screen. Right, they could see they it. Had the well, the key images. to it was just to be steadfast. This is therefore, my beloved brother, be you steadfast. That's number one. Number now one. it says unmovable. Immovable. Now you can be moved if you want to, but I refuse to be moved. Mm -hmm. Unmovable. See, when you're steadfast and immovable, then the next statement takes kicks in. Right. Always abounding. Right. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Then he gives you the reason why. For as much as you know, not believe, but that you know that your labor is not in vain in God. You have been laboring. In the, it's kind of like when you punch a clock. You know, years ago, I don't know if they still do that. You'd punch a clock and you, didn't, you get paid every two weeks, but you punch the clock 
for your time for the first week. Well, you didn't get paid with no second week till the end of the second week. But you knew that your labor was not in vain yeah, because knew, it was on the clock. Right. You knew the check was coming. You knew the check was coming. <laughs> for right. you know as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in God. So number one, we must be steadfast. What do you believe in God for? Mm. Maybe there's a sickness that's attached itself to your body or to a loved one. Well, the first thing to do is know what the word says, that by Jesus' stripes we were healed. So if he took our infirmity, we don't want it. If he bore our sickness, we don't need right, it. Right. By his stripes, I'm healed. Now, you can quote that to your, to your blue in the face, but are you saying it with your heart or are you just saying it with your mouth? Mm -hmm. Now, to be steadfast, you have to say it with your mouth and with your heart. In other words, your spirit and your soul and your body got to be in one mind and one accord. Yeah. I am steadfast, right, you, and then I will not be moved. Go ahead. Right, you can't be double-minded. Right. The book of James talks about, because if anybody's double-minded or wavers. Double-minded? No, <laughs> no, we ain't double-minded. We double-minded. Thanks for catching that for I me. thought I, I thought, I thought I'd bring it, it up your way to, to your just attention. see if you would help me out. <laughs> yeah, just be immovable. Help, help a brother out. <laughs> Go ahead, there, girl. <laughs> anyway, no, but James says be steadfast. He says that you should not be wavering, right. lost to and fro, because don't let in, anybody think that they will ever receive anything that's right. from God if you live a life that's wavering. The only way your faith won't work is if you waver. Mm -hmm. So I learned to be steadfast. Now that is believing my, I don't care what anybody says, and then be immovable. Mm. I mean, because you see, you may want to move all the time. Oh, God, what we're going to do, what we're going to do. Your mind may be saying, see, that was the problem with Moses. When yeah. he told the people to cross, to cross the Red Sea, yeah, uh, you know he was he was steadfast. Y'all going to see God, but uh, but he was not immovable because Jesus, said, fa the Father of God, said, "What are you crying out to me for? Just yeah. tell the people to go forward. But, yeah, stretch the stick That's out right. and let's walk. See, That's right. immovable right. for you know, for you know. Mm -hmm. See, I know that this ministry will complete its destiny and reach its destination. Mm -hmm. Now, I've had a preacher say this to me: How can you go through forty six years of ministry and not have a financial deficit. Well, at first I want to say, I don't think I have any more faith in anybody else or I'm better than anybody else, but I took this at face value, that I would be steadfast, that I would be unmovable. That means when I didn't have any money, it didn't make any difference. It was coming because mm -hmm. my labor was not in vain in God. I had sowed my seed. No, right. harvest takes a little time sometimes. Right. And uh, we didn't get ahead of God. A lot no. of people make that mistake where they, they're believing, but they don't know how to, to wait for the right timing. Right. And timing they move, is very they important. And they move ahead and they get themselves in trouble and, and things See, don't if you get ahead of God, he stopped moving. <laughs> and now you're way out there by yourself. So you're going to have to just back up to where you are, then you start walking again. So when I would go through these things, I never forget when I first started my ministry uh, many, many years ago, a lot of times they would receive an offering for a mission and I wouldn't get it. They'd take it. And they'd say, thank you very much, shake my hand and go. I had one guy shook my hand, gave me a Dr. Pepper mm -hmm. for a whole week's work. I still got that Dr. Pepper's in my office. I, I worked too hard, but I didn't drink it. Praise God, you know. But you know what? I was steadfast. Instead of getting bitter at him, I decided to get better than him. Mm -hmm. See? And that I would be unmovable. God sent me here. God would take care of me. And I started driving down the road. And many times I ran out of fuel. But I always seemed to run out of fuel in front of a gas station. Always seemed like somebody at the gas station who I did not know, they did not know me, God would move upon them to fill my car up and to bless me. I mean, it's the most amazing thing. Well, how did you know it was going to happen? I was unmovable. Now, I could have been moved. 
but I refuse to be unmovable because God sent me into the ministry. Now, how do you do that in the midst of all these things? And I want you to read this first. We're going to come back to this in a minute. Go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. This is how you're steadfast. This is how you're immovable. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17 and 18. For our light affliction is but for a moment. So that was just a light affliction. And for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Now, this is how you stay steadfast and immovable. While we look not at the things which are seen. I didn't look at the, the gas, it's out of gas. What are we going to do? Gloom and despair and agony on me. I didn't deny it. Mm-hmm. I just didn't look at it. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, I was looking at my faith. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. My faith will produce gasoline for that tank. Mm-hmm. My faith will produce money for food. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal or temporary or subject to change. Like I just said, I seemed to run out of gas right by maybe a convenience store with a gas pump. It was just temporary. But the things which are not seen are eternal. What's not seen? Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So I ask you a question today. Are you believing God for anything right now and you can't see it? I can't see it in the physical, but I see it in the realm of the spirit. I know okay. I have some things I'm believing yeah. for. Yeah, uh, but, but, you, but you're not moved by it because you can't see it. Well, it starts there. It, has to, it starts as an inner image, something God spoke to me, and then I start thinking about it, meditating on it. I've even taken some and drawn it out on a piece of paper, things that I want to do, right. uh, future projects that I have in mind. It's right. not for today, but I have to start thinking about all the details about it now. And yeah, it's getting stronger and bigger in me all the time. That, that's my whole point. Because there's so many people, there's so much junk going on in the world. Inflation, what are we going to do? Be immovable. Right. Steadfast, don't deny it. Just don't look at it. Yeah, well, bless God, I won't have enough money to buy enough food. Well, you know what? If you really want to blow the devil's brains, I'll say, well, instead of just saying I ain't got enough food, say, I'll fast a couple of days. And the devil will get mad about that. Wait a minute, man, he'll get hit. He'll send somebody with a sack of groceries to your house to stop you from fasting. Because, man, I mean, you shut down the, the, uh, the natural generator and put on the spiritual generator, you're going to get strong. Mm-hmm. And then you can call those things that be not as though they were and they will be. I never yeah. forget that. I mean, you love this story I, I told. I must have been, I don't know, 10, 11 years old. I had a good friend named Raymond. His father was Pastor James Sellers. This was down in Venice, Louisiana. And, you know, in those days, you went over, I know they don't happen hardly anymore. We'd go over and sleep at each other's house as friends, you know, school friends, whatever. And uh, I remember I went over to James, uh, to Raymond's house, and we was going to sleep. And I'll never forget this as long as I ever lived. And uh, Sister Fern was her name, it was his mother, and Brother James Sellers. They had 12 kids. Wow. Now, I'm going to tell you something, that's the last supper. <laughs> you know, you know? So I'm number 13. You know, I'm the odd man out, like you could say. <laughs> and they set that whole table. What I noticed, I didn't smell no food cooking. You know, but I thought, well, you know, you know, whatever. And uh, we sat down at the table. The only thing that was actual physical stuff was a glass of water. And he's going to pray the blessing over the food. Hmm. Now, my lightning fast mind said, 
Yes. Ain't no food, but a food. We're gonna eat plates. I think We're gonna eat say. plates. Yeah, I mean, there ain't nothing. <laughs> so I looked like that, and before he prayed the prayer, I said, uh, "The brother Sellers, there just ain't no food. There wasn't nothing on that table. Nothing." He said, "The Lord will provide." <laughs> and I thought to myself, "Well, he better hurry up because I don't see no provision anywhere." This literally happened. Now they lived. You had to cross. There was a little bridge over kind of a bayou, what we call here in South Louisiana, bayou. And then you, you had to walk another, I don't know, 70, 80 feet to where the house was. So why, I mean, so you were pretty far from the main road. You know, it was kind of like, um, mm-hmm. it was kind of swampland and stuff like yeah. that. Venice, Louisiana is where it was. He bowed his head. I didn't. I bowed my head, but I kept my eyes open just in case, you know, a hamburger show up. <laughs> you know, just on my plate or something like that. And he said, Lord Jesus, I remember the prayer, Lord Jesus, I thank you for blessing this food to our body, mm-hmm. that you meet all our needs, and we just thank you for it in advance, that God's word is true. And I heard this, I knock on the door. Mm-hmm. Brother, Brother Sellers finished praying, he looked up, and he said, Fern, go to the door. Told his wife, she got up, walked to the door, watched it, they took Four seconds, five seconds at the most. Mm-hmm. Wasn't a very big house. Yeah. Them kids slept on the floor everywhere, you know, 12 of them in my life. <laughs> they opened up the door, there was two huge sacks of groceries on the table. I mean, on the steps. steps. I got up, I saw the bag. There's no way whoever put them sacks of groceries could get across that bayou that fast. That bayou was pretty wide, as well as to get to the house. Yeah. And he said, Fern, cook the food. There was bread in there, everything. You and there were snacks in there while she was cooking the food. So we wasn't hungry waiting on it. And actually, we all got pretty full. Stuff, you call yeah. it. I'll never forget that about that man. It didn't shake him. You know why? He was steadfast. Yeah. He already had the victory. This is the victory. I, I'm sure it wasn't the first time that oh, happened no. to him. Either. But he, was, he had that victory. It's like what I was saying. But thanks be unto God. See, he was already thanking God for the victory. Right. See, so now he was steadfast. The empty plates did not move him. They moved me. Yeah. And the kids, did they look moved? No, the, I guess them kids were just They'd used see, to their mother and father, how they did things. Walking by faith. You know, and I, I, you know, I don't remember ever questioning Raymond too much about that. I just thought, and I remember saying, man, God, I mean, it was on and over. He said, yeah, it happens all the time, but we never go hungry. Mm. And it was just amazing. I, I, and he became a missionary, a great missionary, Brother Sellers. Yeah. I mean, I went home and told that to Mama. She said, what happened? Mm-hmm. And I told her, I said, Mama, verbatim. Mm-hmm. She said, well, that man has great faith. I remember, I think, this when you told me the story, you, you thought that you, we ate, you ate angel food because you couldn't see the, the human or the person there that was brought no, it. Kathy, there was, it was no way a, manifestation. a person could get across that bayou. We would see him. Mm-hmm. There was no way. No no. And I mean, nothing. I mean, you, you could look everywhere. Yeah, no was, one could hide. Yeah. It's like uh, that Elijah moment when the ravens brought yeah, the food. Yeah, brought to, the food. I mean, brought the food. and you could call it angel food, call it what you want, but we yeah, had a nice dinner. Either, uh, an angel or an eagle. Or <laughs> somebody. big bags. <laughs> <laughs> big bags. I'm not talking about a little bag. I'm talking. Right. Uh, it looked like about a week full of groceries. There. The big, Lord. But two of them big. That's good. It was one of the most amazing things, but he was steadfast. Yeah. Well, when I went into ministry and they didn't, um, you know, give me a room. I never here one place uh, wouldn't put the uh, the heat on because they didn't want the utility bill to go up 
for the church and they had a, what they call evangelist quarter. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not lying. It was 28 degrees in that room. That's freezing. Oh, I was yeah. there Sunday through Wednesday. I remember jogging that night to get so cold. And, but I never stopped. I never complained. In fact, and, uh, and, uh, and even now you're not complaining. No, you're, but, but I'm telling you, this is how right God took care of me. To do. People in other words, I had many opportunities to fail. I just up, didn't and take give it. give up. Right. Yeah, because of being steadfast, immovable, abounding. That's yeah. the three things I want to talk about, steadfast, immovable, and abounding. So instead of looking at your problem, won't you be steadfastly focused on your answer? Right. Because the answer will get rid of a problem. This is what Paul was saying to the church at Corinth. Yeah. Now, and they were going through tribulation like we've never seen oh, in our lifetime. Right. You know, you got Nero want to kill everybody and you name it, with all that kind of stuff. But they were steadfast. In fact, it's in history that Nero, he set Christians afire in, the, in that big Colosseum and they were singing. Well, and they, they were like human torches. Yeah, but they were singing. Yes. You can't sing. You know how terribly painful that is to be burned alive? Singing unto the Lord. The fire didn't affect them the same way the fire didn't affect those three Hebrew yeah. children that were in the fiery furnace singing. in the day. And I like what the, the, the history says. In there. Why are they singing? Mm -hmm. He was frustrated. Yeah. Well, evidently, and they just went into glory in, 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 in fire, yeah. but not in a hurting way. In a wonderful way, they were steadfast. So the day when you had just plates before you, mm -hmm. I'm sure the devil was saying, how come Brother Sellers and his family's not worried? He, they how were not worried. You know, me this? and you did the same thing when I went into the ministry. And back in those days, this <laughs> is uh, uh, a lot of churches didn't have good sound systems. So I was believing God for a sound. I didn't have nothing. Right. So I stepped out by faith and ordered a Bose system. That was about the best you could get back yeah. then, you know, so I could hook it up and go with it. And it wasn't just to speak with, because in the first early days, you would sing a lot. I mean, you would right. like, they sing. They wanted me for, to sing, play. You music. had like soundtracks you would play because you had already had your first right. album that mm -hmm. you had done. You used, to, you used to sing a lot. But I didn't have no so money. So you sang for like 30 minutes, preached for 30 minutes, and prayed for people for 30 minutes. Oh, man, we Every just go night. at it. <laughs> I mean, just work like a dog. At least. Well, to make a long story short, I ordered this thing, and uh, what they call that when they we ship were, it to you? We, call, you we ordered it uh, COD. See, cash on delivery. Cash on demand. $2,000. It was supposed to be delivered Thursday. I what ordered it. I was stepped out by faith. Now, I'm not telling you to do this, but I stepped out by faith. Well, you but I ain't going to lie. I was a little shaky inside, but I didn't say nothing. Well, Thursday came. And I was kind of hoping, it might, well, maybe it'd be delayed to Friday, Saturday. You know, give me a couple extra days. Maybe I can go work somewhere and grab it. I didn't have nothing. And Thursday came and they, uh, you, uh, we call it UPS. I, I think it was UPS, the delivery system. Said they, yeah. they called and said we'd be at the house at 11 o'clock, COD. And it was something like 9.30. And I said, oh, Jesus. I said, but I know in whom I have believed and I'm persuaded. Now, I'm a young preacher, see. I'm 28 years old when this happened. You understand what I'm saying? And I want to tell you something. And at 11 o'clock, they showed up. But at 10.15, a man walked up to me and gave me $2,000. He said, the Lord told me to bring this to you, that you needed it for your ministry. <clears throat> I want to kiss the boy. And I don't kiss, I don't kiss men. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I'll tell you what. Jesus, I, 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 it was just so wonderful. And I think the reason why, because not because I was so strong, but I was steadfast. Mm -hmm. I knew God was going to do it. I didn't know how he was going to do it. Mm -hmm. But I, he knew that I had to have a COD. And I used that Bose system for years. Setting it up, going down. You know, but I didn't look at the things which you're seeing. Mm -hmm. 
Because you see, if you look at them and you don't say nothing, let me just say it like this. If thoughts come in your mind and you don't speak them, they die unborn. Mm -hmm. They abort themselves. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And when you understand that, that's how God's works. So I, the Lord told me to speak about that today because there's so much hassle and trouble in the world today. I mean, every way you see, buddy, there is chaos, chaos in the church. People preaching stuff, causing confusion. Mm -hmm. People not calling people to, to talk to people before they say something that they shouldn't say. I have a misunderstanding of scripture or whatever and, uh, and, and, and think they're saying something wonderful when it's causing confusion in the church. And the devil's the author of confusion and we should not have confusion. Right. We should be in one mind and one accord. Right. In unity, not uniformity, but unity to speak the word of God. So that's what's happening in the world today. So don't worry about what's happening in the political realm and all that craziness, you know what I'm saying? Because it's all going to pass away. Mm -hmm. Mark my words. A man told me this the other day. He said, you know, I told him that at the, <laughs> was at the visionary company. But Jesse, criticism don't seem to bother you at all. I said, y'all, the people criticizing me, they're going to die. Not that God's killed them. They're all going to die. And the people that remember them are going to die. And eventually, they ain't going to be never remembered no more. They'll never be remembered. And the people that remember them will die, and they will not remember anymore. And uh, nothing, zero, it's all wasted. Boy, so why worry about something that's just going to fade away. But when you understand that Jesus, who made us eternal beings, we have a life in that more abundantly to the full till it overflows. See, now that's being steadfast and movable, abounding in the work of the Lord. Nowhere in the scripture do you see Jesus thinking, I wonder how I'm going to feed them disciples today. Mm -hmm. He had partners to his ministry. Kathy had partners to his ministry. Right. That's amazing to me. And yet he was the son of God. Right. But he fed 5,000 people with a two-piece fish dinner. <clears throat> See, all he needed was a seed. He didn't need a harvest to feed 5,000. Mm -hmm. well, that's a revelation right there. He needed a seed. And that little boy gave him the seed, five loaves and two fishes. Right. Think about that. See, you don't need a big haul. I don't know what I'm going to do. All you need is a seed. What do you think about that? I love it. I love it. And I love the scriptures when you just had us turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, uh -huh. verse 17. The Amplified is so powerful about that. It says, for our light momentary affliction, this slight distress of the passing hour. We can't get caught up in what's what the devil's saying or what the mm. problem is saying. We have to be focused on our victory and what we're believing for. He says, because it's ever more and more abundantly preparing and producing and achieving for us an everlasting weight of glory beyond all measure, excessively surpassing all comparisons big. and all calculations, a vast transcendent glory and blessedness never to cease. So then he goes on to say, since we consider and look not at the things, to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen, for the things that are visible or temporal, like you said, brief and fleeting, but the things that are invisible are deathless and everlasting. So Praise faith God. is everlasting. So when we hook our faith onto what, what God's word has said and believe it, that he's going to meet all our needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. It doesn't matter what the world's going through. If he has to bring a raven to bring food to your house, He'll do it. bring whatever it is that you need, like he brought the groceries to that family's I'll house. Never forget that. God supplies all of our need. When brought we gasoline him, to my, my, my car. Gasoline to your car. Food brought, to my body. Brought that cash for that COD, for the sound system for the sound. that we believe God told us to, to agree to order. 
We didn't order it just out of our a thought out of, out of our head. No. We had a witness of the Spirit, God, that the Holy Spirit was saying, go ahead and order it. It's going right. to be there when you need it. I'll never forget when the Lord told me that. He said, order that. I said, I don't have the money. He said, I do. And that was the day That's before all I they had um, credit cards. No. We, we okay. didn't have credit cards. No, you didn't have any of that. No. So if I would have wrote a check, it would bounce. <laughs> yeah. <Had laughs> and I didn't do it. that. Right. We didn't write wrong bad I mean, checks. God was so good and gracious to it. You know, and I mean, it, it, you know, we didn't have like a MasterCard and a Visa. We had a J.C. Pennies card. You know, I remember. Yeah, I, I don't one. think the shipping guy would have accepted. Yeah, I don't the think he'd have taken pennies. Or I think yeah. we may have had a gas card at some point. Was one of our first ones we got. Yeah, we had a Shell gas card. Mm -hmm. I thought I can't believe that. You know, it was just such a blessing. And I thought it was high. You know how much gas was uh, in 1978? 58 cents a gallon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And I thought, Jesus, we can't put that on that car. How are we going to pay for that? And yet I made a lot of money before I say gave it all away. But I didn't, I see, all I needed was a seed. And I had planted my seed. Now, you know, that little bowl system, I think about it. I, I, you know, we got bigger and bigger. And, and, and man, we began to really buy big equipment. And I gave that little bowl system. And it went to a church. They hung it. And they used that bowl system. That thing stayed alive for 20 more years. Really? Yeah, I mean, it was an excellent little bow system. It was just a blessing of the Lord. Bows, <laughs> B-O-S-E, what it was. And uh, so God, actually, there was more harvest in that bow system than I thought possible. It met everything I needed, and it met everything that church needed for 20 years. Wow. That is amazing. You know why? We had a seed. We knew how to get rid of the destroyer. The Lord said, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. Which was really important in those early days because not long after that, we started getting, uh, we started recording your messages. Yeah. Like putting it on cassettes and, and you had these duplicators that you would carry around Boy, as well. Well, that was well. some heavy stuff. <laughs> I'd get on Delta Airlines and one weighed 70 pounds in this hand, the other weighed 70 pounds. We had them I in these big anvil cases oh, so that man. you could bring them on the airplane. Think so, about that. And then I'd run, after I finished preaching, I'd run to the back and duplicate tapes. Right. And people would wait on them tapes. Yeah. The then I needed what it called slaves to the duplicator, where you could do, do more than two, at a, time two at a time. So after a while, I had five of them yeah, lined but, up. Boy, uh -huh. And then I had a, God sent me a wonderful person to help me. Oh, God, I, I, I look back now and I, I couldn't have done it. And I, I don't mind saying her name. Her name was Vicki DeGange from Monroe, West Monroe, Louisiana. I think West Monroe. And I want to tell you something. I don't know, Vicki, if you're seeing this. I couldn't have done it without her. She, she said, I'll take care of that. You don't have to run back here and uh, just come back at the close of the service, rest yourself. And she just did it and showed up. And I didn't pay her a dime because I didn't have a dime. You know what I'm saying? I that mean, must have been before we hired Fritz. That's before we that hired Fritz. That was like Fritz. the first year then. A first oh, first, yeah. First I mean, years. she was just... Well, I, I, I have fond memories of her. And I couldn't My heart travel warms when I think about it. In those days, yeah. I and couldn't travel with you No, there was time. no way. Impossible. You know, but God done something. You see, just needed a seed. And every time I began to buy those duplicated, those things were $2,000 a piece back then. That was very expensive. Yet, it began to get easier and easier and easier. And now, now it takes millions a month. You heard me right. Millions, not million, millions a month to run this ministry. And do you know it's easier today than it was when I ordered that bow system? Think of it because it was just me. You know, just me out there, buddy. I was doing it all. You know what I'm saying? But today I, I have partners. Then I didn't have partners. I didn't have none of that. 
Uh, nothing, you know. I, but I said I, I don't think mind I doing the work. A little bit. Well, yeah, yeah, but they know that's a given, you know. But I'm just <laughs> saying, I'm then I didn't have staff, I didn't have nothing, uh, no money coming in as people give and support this ministry, none of that, you know. And I was willing to do whatever it took to get the job done by being steadfast, immovable, mm -hmm. bounding in the work of the Lord. For I knew my labor was not in vain in God. Yeah. Didn't get much encouragement from the world. From the preaching world, I got encouragement from the people in the church. They seemed to love it. <laughs> I had a man tell him one time, you can't go to Arkansas and preach this kind of message. They'll have to run you out. I went to Arkansas and had one of the biggest revivals you've ever seen. I'm telling you. I mean, you know, I don't know why. What do you mean why. by that kind of message? What do you mean? Preach. Uh, well, you can't go to Arkansas and preach that kind of message. Well, I was preaching faith that preaching. God would do if you believe. We have a change. Your message hasn't changed that was all a, these no, years. No, that was El Dorado, Arkansas. Mm -hmm. Another wonderful man who's in heaven, Brother Charles Gibson. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you one thing, West Side Assembly of God, I think it was the name of that church. We had us a meeting. And he told me, he said, you are preaching the right message at the right time, at the right place. And the Holy Ghost was moving you know, and every time somebody would tell me, you can't do this, it would come in like a tsunami of blessing. Right. Spiritual, physical, and financial. Yeah. And that, that It seems like you always had a Barnabas of somebody like that that would yeah. always be an encouragement to you, even though yeah. you had other people, some of them were against you. God always Fought put me tooth and key people with, with power, really. Yeah, really, with that I had some stroke. Authority, yeah, like you say. Brother Gibson had some stroke, and he said, I don't care what they say. And he backed off the, uh, the Pharisee and the Sadducee, and he said, they're just sad, you see. That's how he said it. I'll never forget that. And, brother, we packed out that church. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I mean, I mean, we had meetings. And then I got called up by the, uh, the Sanhedrin. <laughs> they wanted to eat my lunch about something. And God had the right man at the right place to take care of me. Yet I never did anything wrong, but a lot of people, I didn't, but people got jealous of me. Some people that, you know, were in the ministry for political sake, yeah, the, because uh, we were pulling people and they said, we can't control well, him. Well, I, I, I want to bring up why, because I don't want people to think the wrong thing, but you were called, we were called him before the Sanhedrin, it's like we say, <laughs> because you were speaking in a non-Assembly of God church. Yeah. You were preaching the right message, right. preaching Godly message. And I love the Assemblies of God. Reaching people, changing yeah. lives. People get person, born again, but it was not in that denomination, and you were licensed that at that time well, with what, the Assemblies of God, and there was like this. It was not an Assembly of God church I went to, but that is, that that independent church was in total, complete cooperation yeah, uh, with we, the Assembly of God church. Yeah, I had, we had, in fact, I did a lot of the booking cha uh, things in those days yeah. to help you, but I remember that the, the youth uh, organizations for the Independent Church and the Assembly of God Church got together. These were good churches, and I think it was just jealousy, like you said. I, was, I guess and it not was. Not everybody, and we, had, we know a lot of great people in the Assembly of God. Oh, I love them. They're blessings of the Lord. Somebody, I mean, but that was just one instance, and God turned that whole thing around. At that thing, I mean, all of a sudden, one of the most powerful men in that particular section and in that district said, "Y'all leave this man, this boy alone." Mm -hmm. He ain't doing nothing wrong. He's just preaching the gospel. Yeah. And it shut it all down. They're just trying to control where you went, and you were going where the Lord was yeah. telling you to go. And I understand. I mean, I didn't do anything wrong per se in that um, I didn't call the presbyter because the presbyter uh, was in cooperation with this church. As far as so I thought, know. well, I guess yeah. everything's fine because the church has got the Caliph fellowship, done everything. I don't know what it was, but I went, but one of the most powerful guys. 
<laughs> shut it down in a he meeting. He did, he did. And I'll never forget that district of superintendent looked at me and he said, Brother Jesse, go preach where God sends you to preach. Yeah, he was a precious oh, man. Oh, that was a wonderful Cecil man. Cecil Janway. Brother Cecil Janway, what a sweet man he led was. the state of Louisiana. Well, you know, I, since we're naming names, there was one phenomenal man in Lafayette, Brother R.S. King. Yeah. God, did he help me? I went to the municipal, Lafayette Municipal Order to him. He backed it. Yeah. And I'm telling people were mad at me. He ain't going to fill that thing up. And the only two preachers that ever filled up that Lafayette Municipal Order to him was Jesse DePlantis and R.W. Schambach. And we had, and the Assembly God churches grew in that. Yeah, I remember taking pictures. I wore lots of hats. I took oh, God. black and white pictures because back then our, yet, our newsletter <laughs> was black and white, so only photos we could put and, in. And was Satan that. was using people that were in ministry trying to stop me because people were getting saved and people getting You know, healed. that's why Jesse and I just love to encourage younger ministers that are coming up. We love oh, yeah. to see when they're on fire for God, totally committed to what Stand God's fast. called them to do. We want to encourage them because <laughs> Well, there were so many in our in our beginnings that yeah. encouraged us. You got me thinking way back when. And then that wonderful man, oh, God. Um, I'm trying to think of the name of the church. It was in West Monroe. Lowell Ashbrook. Yeah, no, I knew no, his name, another. Brother Ashbrook, but the name of the church. Anyway, oh. he was the epitome of dignity. Mm -hmm. He had white hair like mine. It was combed back. And man, I mean, I had the, your hair the hounds of Baskerville. <laughs> you wanted to clip your it in my hair. Your hair was not white in those days. No, it was brown. <laughs> and he came up His to was me. White. And he helped me. He said, I'll protect you. I'll help you. Because he had a lot of power in there. And it, it seemed like every time somebody would get close to nip at me, because I was getting people saved, getting people. Now, I was steadfast. I was immovable. I was just going. That's but right. I was polite. I was honorable. You were. You I would honored. not. Yeah. I would not do things. I mean, Brother Ashbrook said, "I am so proud of you," and they're all in heaven today. Yeah. These wonderful, wonderful, glorious people. It was a blessing of the Lord. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and when I got ordained, since we're going back in time, why not? And that wonderful. Um, he was the pastor of Shreveport there. Don Logan. Your brother Don Logan laid his hands on me. Now, I believe Brother Logan's still living. We met him. Yeah, a, a couple I, I, of years ago. Yeah. And he, he said, I, young, I was young in those days, young man, <laughs> you are, have a special anointing. He had a sweet kind of a That's when you were being voice. ordained. Yeah, laid his hands on me. And I'll never forget that, that uh, how God had the right people at the right place. And all those people were steadfast. They were. Immovable. They were. And they recognized that. And abounding. I'm sure they recognized that quality in you. So that's what spirit connected. Yeah. Remember that statement you said at the visionary conference that, your spirit attracts yeah. people, but yeah. you're anointing. The Lord spoke that to me about Elijah and Elisha. And uh, Elijah was the head of the school of the prophets, and Elisha was his servant. Right. Well, everybody knew that Elijah was going up. It got around. And uh, so Elisha was kind of concerned about it. Mm -hmm. So he said, Elijah told Elisha, look, uh, if you see me go up, you can have what you say. What do you want? And Elisha said this, I want a double portion of your spirit. He didn't say, I want a double portion of your anointing. Right. Most people think he had to get double. No, no. Double portion of his spirit. And when Elijah went up, he, he got the mantle that Elijah dropped. And there was 50 prophets, 50 of them on the other side of Jordan, watching as Elisha was coming. And he took Elijah's mantle and he struck the water and it opened up the Jordan River. And he walked, he walked across it. And the 50 prophets said, because see, Elijah was the head of the school of prophets. Now, who's going to take this? Right. Well, his protege should, but they what? didn't know for sure. Right. And they said, the spirit of Elijah 
is on Elisha. Right. And what the Lord spoke to me about, he said, your spirit will attract people. Mm -hmm. Your anointing will keep people. Mm -hmm. That's what our partner said. My, the reason why you give our ministry, because my spirit attracts you and then my anointing keeps you. And I have such long-term partners and it's more than about money. I pray for you, you pray for me. You hear right. me say it all the time on broadcast television. I trust you, you trust me. We both trust God. Right. And you know, people have been saying that. I talked to a preacher today. He said, boy, I like that statement. Your spirit will attract people. Your anointing will keep people. Yeah. And that has happened. But that can't happen unless you're steadfast. Right. Immovable. Oh, yeah. Abounding yeah. in the work of the Lord. And then the second part, don't look at the things which are seen, for the things which are seen are temporal. Things that are not seen are eternal. And then say this, this is the victor that overcometh the world. Even, Even our, our faith, faith, that's 1 John chapter 5. Go read that. And then here in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, he said, but, but thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory. And I just love that through our Lord Jesus Christ. And the Amplified Christ. says, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory, making us conquerors. I'm oh, not I like thinking that. of myself in that way. I'm a conqueror. Yeah. Actually, no, you're more, more than, than a conqueror. conqueror. Yeah, I'm a conqueror. You're more than a conqueror. Jesus was the conqueror. Women, That's our joke we Yeah, say. women are more than conquerors. Men are just conquerors. That man will work all week long, and that <laughs> woman will walk up to him and say, give me that check. And he just dropped that check in his, her hand and said, can I have five dollars? No, you can have two. Okay, I'll take the two. You know, she's more than a conqueror. <laughs> I like that. I heard somebody say that probably 40 years ago. Mm -hmm. And when you understand that all you have to do is to be steadfast and how you do that is realize that the answer to all your problems has already been given. That's right. That's all you right. have to do is receive it. So what are you believing for today? Mm -hmm. Can I say it like this? Do you have a seed in your hand? Because what's in that seed is far greater than what's coming in that harvest. Mm -hmm. Think about that, man. I mean, right. it's one of the most amazing things. I want to thank all our partners for supporting our boardroom chats, supporting Glorious Living, supporting Faith the Facts and the Bible studies and all the flying all over the world and all these buildings. And man, I'm looking around here, cameras everywhere. We got more cameras you can shake a stick at, man, man. And some of the finest cameras money can buy and a staff that knows how to work it and right, decree it and declare right. it. And it's just such a blessing. So thank you, partners. We've asked the Lord, you've heard me say it, for every dollar given to our ministry, give us a soul into the kingdom. That's all we want. That's it, you see. That's that value of the seed. That's what I'm talking about. And when you understand that, you'll get the job done. So partners, thank you. And if you'd like to be a partner, if you want to, and if you don't, you don't have to, please keep watching the boardroom chats, our, our television broadcasts, and all, all the different things. You don't have to give. If you want to, you can. I'll tell you how. You can go to jdm.org. That's our website. And hit the select button. And hit the donate button and give what you want. Or you can use PayPal. Or you can text to give. Or you can mail in your donation. Just whatever you want to do. But I say it all the time, and I mean this with every fiber of my being. If you don't want to, don't, please. I don't want you to do something you're not willing to do. Right. But if you do, I want you to believe for not 30, not 60, but 100 fold. Because the Bible says some 30, some 60, some 100 fold. I believe you in the some 100 fold. Right. So you can be a blessing to whoever you want, when you want, where you want, and how you want. I've said it before. I'll say it again. The anointing of increase is on me. I mean, just get around people that support this. They'll tell you there is something amazing on Jesse and Kathy the planet. Yeah. And it's the anointing of increase, not only for finance, but for healing. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm 73 years old, and I'm going to preach a youth meeting. Now, what does the youth want to see in a 73-year-old man? 
Well, there's something there. Mm -hmm. See, I mean, even and, and the reason why I say that when I go to churches, I'm telling you, we have children. <laughs> this is amazing to me. Well, fight their parents. We ain't going to children's church. We want to go here, Brother Jesse. Now, I could be the great grandfather, but I must be saying something right. You know what it is? My spirit is attracting them. Mm -hmm. And my anointing is keeping them. Yeah. And they're just such you a You know, while we were sitting here, I got a little text from a friend. Yeah. Uh, it, that's, you know, you know, Richard Ford. Oh, yeah, Brother Hi, Richard. Richard. He's a Hello, Richard and Tina. <laughs> he watches all the time. He says, good morning, Kathy. This is Tina. This came from Tina. Oh, from Tina. Her, I, she's coming to my us phone. Oh, your you us phone. Us okay. Because I have, I, well, it's coming through my iPad as well. I guess it's an us pad. <laughs> Go ahead. What's anyway, she says, I wanted to thank you and Jesse so much for the powerful anointed conference. Wow, what can I say? We came home so refreshed and fired up. Love you both. And then Sharon Salty uh, says. One of our board of directors. Yes, she says, still meditating on the rich word from the visionary conference. Thank you both for allowing his glory to manifest throughout the conference. I'm not going to say what her husband said. Should I say that? Yeah, you can't, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, he says, Jesse yeah, is no. really brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. I wanted to hear her say and that. Christine makes the best, that's my sister, makes the best pralines, which we, they had a few Pauline of those candy. when they came. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, this ministry is reaching people, changing lives, one soul at a time. Why? Why are we steadfast? I don't flip-flop. What I believed in full-time ministry and 46 years ago, I still believe today. Mm-hmm. I'm a tither. As far as me and my house, we're going to tithe. As far as me and my house, we're going to believe in healing. That's as far right. as me and my house, we're going to pray in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. For me and my house, long life does he satisfy us and show us our salvation. Amen. I, I, I was talking to a preacher. You know, let me tell you something about tithing. Some people are freaking out over that. You know, one of the reasons why I tithe, how do you put God first if you don't tithe? Yeah. That's good. See, a first, a first fruit. Tithing is your first. That's why I love it. Now, I'm not dealing with the law and all this uh, homiletical, hermeneutical, philosophical, theological, intellectual activity, intellectual pride, range and research, induction and reason, trying to get something out of here that maybe Paul didn't say enough of or whatever. I don't know. I'm not being critical and being truthful. I just want to keep God first. Right. You know how I really keep him first? Be ye holy, for I am holy. I sanctify well, myself. Well, he's first. He has to be first in every area of our life. What do we do when we first get up? We do daily devotions. That's right. See, we give put him, him first. the first part of our day. Yes. You and give I, I give my tithe. It's the first because part of Because it's first. I give my first fruit. It's the first of the end. Everything. I mean, God has been so good and gracious to us. <clears throat> in fact... We've done so much in the financial world. We're far ahead. We haven't given on what we receive. We're given on what we want to receive. Mm -hmm. That's steadfast, immovable, abounding in the work of the Lord. For you know your labor is not in vain in God. Go in ahead. the Passion Translation, <clears throat> verse <clears throat> 58. Uh, don't spit on me. Won't <laughs> I'm not. <clears throat> yeah, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I got it. No, I'm okay. It's you, okay. You, you, you want to spit in there? No. <laughs> okay. Thank you. All right, but it's better than don't get it on me. You're so kind. I, you're so kind. <laughs> so now, beloved ones, stand firm and secure, it says in the Passion Translation. Live your lives with an unshakable confidence. Woo. Don't you love that? Do I do that? 
Yeah, I do that too. I know. I know. <laughs> can I finish? Sure, you can finish. <laughs> we know, and it continues on. It says, we know that we prosper and excel in every season by serving the Lord because we are, we are assured that our union with the Lord makes our labor productive with fruit that endures. How many seasons? That's an unshakable confidence. It says every season. How many seasons? Lord. Ever season. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? Uh, I said, oh, you're hearing me. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. every season. Every season. You know season. why? Because your answer has already been birthed mm -hmm. before the problem ever shows up. So since you're steadfast and moving and abounding, those three things, that's what I'm talking about during this boardroom chat, steadfast, immovable, and abounding. And what makes is that because we thank God for the victory. It's mm -hmm. already been done. Yeah, and uh, abounding in the Amplified defines it kind of this way because it's always abounding in the work of the Lord. And it's a bracket that says always being superior, excelling, oh, praise the Lord. doing more than enough in the service of the Lord, knowing and being continually aware that your labor in the Lord is not futile, it is never wasted or of no purpose. We are committed to doing everything for the Lord with excellence. Everything you do, everything you put your hand to do should be done with excellence. To Amen. give glory and honor to God, to do the best you can. Your, your level of excellence may not be where you want to go, but you, have, you should keep always improving. In sure. fact, when we started, when we, I was planning for our vision conference, which we had a few weeks ago, we, uh, I, had the, I met with my staff and I said, I want to kick it up a notch. I want to go five-star. People are coming to our property. Mm -hmm. We want them to leave with a wonderful experience on every level. We got the place cleaned up. Everybody was in position to serve and be kind. And we always get so many great testimonies or comments from people right. who come to the conference saying how they feel like they've been treated like kings and queens. Amen. And they, they felt like that we, we rolled the red like carpet out, which we do, because these are God's precious uh, I mean, people are flying from all over the world. Mm -hmm. I mean, just to come to this, you know, and I, and, and but she was always, always excelling. That means, so we kicked it up and now she went five star. Our but morning I think we services. went beyond that in so many things. You know, you know, like I'll give you an example. You know, <laughs> if you had a church of a hundred people on Sunday morning, but you did Wednesday night, uh, Wednesday night service would be about 15 people because some, some people got to work or whatever. Our morning service, we had one person less than the night services. Mm -hmm. We had bigger crowds this year than we did last year, and we were jammed last year. We were jammed again. Mm -hmm. It's just amazing. We, yeah, we put a few chairs out. Oh, did we put a few chairs out? But watch this. We, I had people say, why don't you go for longer? No, because I'm steadfast. Immovable. I'm immovable. I'm about, I am not moving off of this because God told me to do it. It's a Thursday night, Friday morning, Friday night. People just have a wonderful time. They come to New Orleans to get to eat. And then I heard this, everywhere we ate, all over New Orleans, downtown, French Quarter, people know who you are. They'd say, uh, they go, oh, we know him. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, I said, well, what did they say? They say good things. Well, I said, that's a well, blessing. Of course they do. Why? Because I don't flip flop. You understand? I'm not because Jesus didn't flip flop. Jesus didn't say one thing and then change his mind. It didn't work that way, you know? No, he set his face like the, flint, it yes. said, toward the cross. My he God. knew where he was going, even though... That time, remember, Peter came up to him and said, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah, he shut said, that get, down. get thee behind me, Satan. Well, the garden gets sent me. He said, man, if this cup can pass me, this is going to be rough. Yeah, so we have a, 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 you know, we're united in this. We're focused on what God's called us to do. Sometimes it goes in different areas. We have different uh, outlets, different ways that we do that. But every day, our focus is on how can we get the word of God out Amen. to help people <sighs> Out of rescue them out of the hand of the enemy because there's God. so many people all over the world that have been blinded. They don't realize that the word of God is real, that it 
it, it works today. It's living. It will change your life if you just Amen. put it into practice. The truths that God has put in his word belongs to everybody on the earth. Well, let me just say this before we close. Sometimes you have to learn to correct and then you have to learn to encourage. Sometimes some things will mess up in some areas or somebody will say something maybe they shouldn't have said or, or lie about something, you know, and, and you have to correct those kind of things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and how do you do that? Well, nobody likes correction, but you just be steadfast and say what you say. Yeah. You know, and uh, I mean, uh, Paul the Apostle said, Alexander the coppersmith has done me much hard. The Lord's going to reward him in his day. Yeah. And I mean, you know, not that he didn't you know, I think it's hate the to, man. He just had to correct it. Right. And I, I don't know what happened to Alexander. Yeah. But uh, I know that there are people who we he hear. He joined the Alexander Ragtime Band, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I we haven't heard from him. He kind of disappeared <laughs> on the scene. But this guy named, I think it was Apollos, was it? That was a, a teacher. A, a Apologies, I've never heard of the Holy Ghost. A God. contemporary of yeah. Paul. Woo. And so he was teaching an excellent order and a great teacher. The Bible talks about him. But uh, uh, Priscilla and Aquila took him aside and, mm -hmm. and explained the way to him more perfectly. He received that teaching and he began and he was, God would yes. continue to use him. So you have to keep a teachable spirit. That's the whole ball of wax. Mm -hmm. So let me just say, I want to end this this way. Be steadfast. Because what you're going through, you're going to get through it. That's right. Be immovable. Don't be moved by what you see. Don't deny it. Deny it's right. Be steadfast and move and abounding. In other words, get so busy believing God, giving to God. Doing the work of the Lord. Praying for people that you ain't got, I'm going to use the word ain't. ain't. You ain't got time to look at what the devil's doing. Yeah, and you know, just. You're about the Father's business. That's right. You're doing the work. That's our theme for this year. Go, go do, do the, the work. work. And it's on everything. Got it right here. On and, my and I got to close this thing thing. because I got to go do the work. <laughs> well, I want to finish this. one more translation okay. of verse 58 of. of, of she ain't got to go do the work today. I got to. Okay, First go Corinthians chapter 15, 58 in the uh, NLT is so powerful. It okay. says, So, my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord. I That's like that. That's the part I want to get. Because you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. But God wants us to work enthusiastically. He says, go do the work, but do it with a good heart. Do it enthusiastically. Amen. Do it with excellence, and God will reward your labor. I love being happy. I tried sad. I didn't like it. And let me tell you what. Man, I tried broken. I'm, that's stupid. I'll never do that again. I just made up my mind. To everything I do, I do it enthusiastically yes. with the joy of the Lord. So thank you once again. And partners, thank you for helping us support. And if you'd like to be a partner... You can do that if you so desire to this mission. 100% goes in the world of evangelism. All of it. Lock, stock, and barrel. This is Jesse and Kathy saying we'll see you next week, okay? God bless you. Bye-bye.